Well, it's day 30. It is the last day of book reviews. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I can't believe we're, we're about to hit our 10th book. So, and then tomorrow we're at day 31. Like, we're just a chugging along right here. We're just a chugging along as the year has started. I am extremely thankful that you're here today. My name is Heather. I'm the host of this little podcast on this little corner of the podcast interwebs. Um, today's book is by Lisa Turkhurst. I always have a hard time saying her last name. Uh, but the book itself is called Uninvited. Living Loved When You Feel Less Than, Left Out, and Lonely. Hmm. I have felt that way more than a time or two in my life. And, and I hope that you haven't. But um, considering the way that the, the, the world can, can be, um, you, you may have found yourself in this position where you were feeling less than, left out, or lonely. I've actually read this book twice. Uh, I didn't realize until I was, I, I don't want to say halfway. I was not that far into the book when I realized I had already read it. Um, but it was such a timely book for me again last year that I just kept reading it because I, I think I read it for the first time in maybe 2019, um, maybe 2020. I can't, I can't exactly remember. It may have even been earlier than that. Honestly, uh, this was a book from one of my friends who knew that I was going through a tough time and was really feeling, um, really feeling lonely and, and left out. And she was reading it and, and felt like it could be, it could be helpful for me. And, and I am, I'm cr incredibly thankful, uh, for my friend for giving me this book and thinking of me. And, um, you know, she, she still does it to this day. She'll, she'll, you know, she's kind of like me. We don't, we don't talk often, but, you know, we'll think about each other and we'll send a text, <clears throat> you know, how you doing? I hope everything's okay. Just thinking about you. Um, and I appreciate her, um, for, for that friendship. And she, she really does mean a lot to me. So, um, I actually still use the card that she gave me as the bookmark for this book. So the, the book came from her, the card stays with the book always. Um, but I had some, some pages flagged in here. And so I figured I would just, uh, read you read you what's on these pages. Um, the, the book itself, like I said, it's about, um, you know, like working through those feelings of, you know, when you're less than left out and lonely, how to live loved. And I think that's such a good message. Um, because it really is, you know, she says like on the back of the book, it says the enemy wants us to feel rejected. And that's so true. It's so true. The enemy does want us to feel rejected in this life. And this book does such a good job of really kind of pointing out some things and giving like verses to read. I'm, I'm big about that. Like give, like point me to where I can go read things. Um, this book also, I love like when people like call out quotes in the book, like they'll, they'll make like a specific page and it's one of like the, the quotes to remember. 
And in the back of her book, there's a, a section that says things I don't want you to forget. And it's, it's literally like the, the big quotes from each of the chapters. Like, so just, if you need that little pick me up, you can just flip right to the back and, and kind of flip through and look and, and see, you know, just something, a little pick me up about, um, about whatever that chapter is about. So I, I'm really a big fan. Um, and she also has all of the scriptures in the back of the book too, which is nice. And it's, um, broken out by chapter. Um, so I like, I like that too. Uh, okay. And then let's see, I'm going to start. So the first thing I'm going to read is actually from is this chapter one. Let me see. It's the chapter called Three Questions We Must Consider. Uh, it's actually chapter two. And this particular chapter, there's a call out in it that says, this quote is, the mind feast on what it focuses on. What consumes my thinking will be the making or the breaking of my identity. And I've heard this quote in so many different forms and fashion over the year, right? What you focus on is what you become and that kind of thing. But it is so true, right? Your mind feasts on what it focuses on. And, you know, if you're focused on the negativity, you're focused on the hurt, on the pain, that is what's going to consume you. Um, you know, whereas if you, if you're focusing on the good things, if you're focusing on the, the silver linings, the things that are going well, Right, that's going to change your your brain's going to feast and look for those those opportunities those happy times and this is not saying that this is i want to make this you know this clarification i guess here of this is not about like if you have clinical depression if you are going through a mental health crisis this is not what i'm talking about this is just in general right? Your day to day. If you think I'm never going to get that promotion, I'm never going to get that promotion. I'm never going to get that promotion, right? Your mind becomes consumed on not getting that promotion, right? That's all you can focus on. Um, whereas if you focus on, Hey, I'm up for a promotion. I'm going to work hard. I'm doing the job. I'm putting my best self out there. You're focusing on the possibilities that come with it it puts you in just a better spot, right? It helps your mind be in that better spot to, um, to be able to think about what's going on. And, um, on the other page, you know, it, it says, um, it, it's talking about kind of like, you know, how you're starting your day. And it, it says, imagine how differently you might approach each day by simply stating God is good. God is good to me. God is good at being God. And today is yet another page in our great love story. And I love that. I, I love that thought of like today is just yet another page in our great love story. Um, after this, there is a prayer in here that I would love to read you, but it is, it is very long. Uh, so we'll see if I get, uh, if I can get through everything before the end of my 15 minutes. Uh, I, I will come back and read that prayer because I really do like it. Um, let's see. The next thing that I have, like the, like the page, like dog-eared on, uh, this is, 
um, probably about midway through the book. Um, it's in a chapter called Her Success Does Not Threaten Mine. Ooh, mm, that hits home all the time. Um, in, in this section, um, she says, one day I realized I had to stop looking at things, spotlighting other successes until I had a better way of processing them. Until I could look at others and genuinely celebrate their lives without feeling anything but joy for them, I had to starve my scarcity thinking. How did I do this? And she goes on to say, I started to ask him to bless others and prayed this verse of abundance over them. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And that is 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And then she says, I asked him to help others succeed. And the verse here is, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. That's Philippians 2, 4. And the last bullet point is, I asked him to send more people, not less, into ministry. We are all on the same team. Therefore, I promised him I would give them my knowledge and contacts. And she says, this is, when, this is what Jesus reminds us. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. And that's Luke 10, 2. So going back right to, to the paragraph that, these verses support is realizing that she had to stop looking at things um, like spotlighting other successes. Like she had to learn how to process that. She, she didn't need to be jealous of somebody doing better than her. Um, Somebody getting ahead or getting more, you know, more speaking gigs or selling more books or anything like that. She had to learn to process, process that for herself and that's a hard thing to do. It is really hard. At times in your life, you, you go through this learning process of how do I celebrate others when I'm trying to work for the same thing? Um, I'm thinking about lately, like with work stuff, like feedback, like getting feedback. And there was a point in time in my career where I would work really hard on something and I would put something out and somebody would give me feedback and it would tear me completely down. I would feel like I was a failure. I would think, oh, my work is terrible. Oh, they hate it. They just want to change it. Like, it doesn't matter what I do. They're just going to change it anyway. Like, that was my mentality. And definitely in the past seven, eight, nine, ten years, as I've matured in my career and as a person, um, just learning that, hey, feedback is a gift. Now, some people don't know how to give feedback and it doesn't feel so much like a gift, but feedback really is, right? If you're hurt when somebody gives you feedback, that's your ego. Now, you could be hurt because they were mean about it and that's not right, but let, they're giving it to you out of, you know, wanting you to get better, wanting you to produce a better product. You know, that's ego, you know, I did something today at work. I sent out an email and was like, hey, I need your feedback on this. And I got feedback from somebody 
And I was just like, cool, great. These are awesome ideas. This is why I don't live in a bubble. This is why I ask for your help. Because you see this from a different vantage point than I am because I am so focused on it. So we, we have to open up our eyes, right? And when we can't, when, we, when we're working through those things, right? Start asking God to bless others. Pray abundance over them. Ask for others, him to help others succeed, to send more people to do what you do so that you can, you know, so that you can get help. All right, let's see what's next. Um, At the bottom of this page, I also have highlighted, it says, choose to live loved while you're in the middle of the journey and know that what he has in mind for you is so much more than you imagine. Amen to that. Yes. All right, the next thing I have in here, this is in the chapter, The Enemy's Plan Against You. Um, And this is a section that says, I want a promise for my problem of feeling empty. And so the, the piece in here that I have underlined, it says, numb souls are never growing souls. They wake up one day feeling so very distant from God and wondering how in the world they got there. He is always near. His word is full and fully able to reach those deep places inside of us desperate for truth. I've, I've talked about it on here, the, the times that I have felt very distant from God. And, and, I, and I think that's definitely why I highlighted and underlined this pat, this, these, ver- these, not verses, these, uh, these sentences here, because numb souls are never growing. If you're numb to something, you're not, you're not learning you're not feeling, you're not, you're not doing things to grow and just know that, you know, God can reach, God can reach those deep, dark places. He, and he's not scared to, he's, he's not scared to come in there with you. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, the next, even on the next page, it says, as we seek love and acceptance, God doesn't want us to re- to test him he wants us to trust him. Mm-hmm. That, that is the truth. He wants us to trust him, not test him. All right. Oh, we are hitting 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Okay. Um, that, I think, let me just double check. I don't have any more. Any more. Oh, this one. Oh, this one's like really highlighted here. Okay, this is what we will end with. Okay, this is right at the end of the book. So it says, It's not about you becoming anything. Your soul was made to be simply with me. And the more you are with me, and the more, the more you will stop fearing what the world might take from you. With me, you are free to be you, the real you. The you honestly called to be at the very beginning of this journey. The you whose core is in alignment with my truth. The you who doesn't fear imperfections or rejections, but grace has covered those in the loveliest of ways. Mm. I like that. Um, That's um, 
so she's the the lead up to that. And I apologize. I didn't give you the lead up here, but uh, you know, she's talking about, you know, God, this is what, you know, the one who stills us, quiets us, wipes away our exhaustion and our, you know, wipes away our exhaustion. He whispers, it's not about you becoming anything. Your soul was simply, was made simply to be with me, to be with him. The more you are with him, the more you will stop fearing what the world might take from you. And with him, you are free to be you, the real you, the you honestly called to at the very beginning of the journey, the you whose core is in alignment with the truth, with his truth. The you who doesn't fear imperfections or rejections because grace has covered those in the loveliest of ways. I love it because his grace has covered us in, in the loveliest of ways. And then I'm going to read this last paragraph here as well. Um, let's see. Let me make sure I, I set this up. So it says, with an embrace that rivals any other given, I exclaim, rejection never has the final say. Rejection may be a delay or distraction or even a devastation for a season, but it's never a final destination. I'm destined for a love that can't ever be diminished, tarnished, shaken, or taken. With you, Jesus, I'm forever safe. I'm forever accepted. I'm forever held. Completely loved. And always invited in. Oh, I know I went over. It's okay. I felt that I, I just I wanted to keep going because there are so many good things in that book. Such good reminders because so often we do, we feel we feel less than and left out and lonely, especially these last two years, uh, especially on social media. It's so easy to feel less than. So I encourage you, if you are feeling less than, left out and lonely, you know, you can go check out this book. Again, it's called Uninvited. Um, you can message me. I'm I'm happy to, you know, pray for you, pray with you, uh, whatever, whatever that is, I, I am happy to do that. Um, because God invites you in, but I also invite you. I invite you into this community, into this circle. Um, because I, I want to use my voice in this podcast to share to share my faith, to share my, my knowledge, to share my love, to share laughter, <laughs> to share heartache, um, to be a place where whenever you need a friend, you can turn. So, all right, that is going to end it for today's episode um, we will be back tomorrow and tomorrow starts, I'm just going to double check. I'm 99% sure that tomorrow starts deep thoughts and deep thoughts are going to be interesting. So what's funny is the, the app that I take been taking, like was taking all of my notes in.
now has said like it does not like me so I'm gonna have to go try to find it on <laughs> I'm gonna have to go try to open it on my iPad not my computer but um I'm pretty sure it's deep thoughts uh is what's next uh for the next 10 days um we got a lot of subjects to cover it's gonna range from a lot of things because I got a lot of thoughts about stuff that happened over the last year year and a half that I want to talk about um but as always you don't don't think you were going to get away without hearing it today because somebody out there needs to hear it because I want you to know that you are loved and you are worthy and there are great things ahead for you in this life if you trust and believe in the Lord. Thank you so much for listening today. I will see you again tomorrow. Bye.